cool. Cool. Welcome to ICP with We. In the name of mock prank telephone calls, diarrhea bubbles, and learning about psychopathic artist heritage, this is our ongoing examination of the Insane Cloud Posse. I'm Eric. And I'm Aaron. And today we're reviewing the ICP Songs We Missed, Volume 2. There you go, Eric. Oh, good. Thank you for remixing that for me. Listen, I just want to continue to make your life easier in the <laughs> yes. editing room. Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, if if even just on these songs we missed episodes, if you're able to just do the remix for me, that cuts like an hour out of my time. That's perfect. Why don't I give you the whole thing? How about I ICP songs songs we missed. What was that last part? Uh, part part two. What are you using a like a voice pitch shifter or something? Oh yeah, yeah. I have, I have a uh, I have a soundboard. Oh okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Vo- that's... Voice mods. I, I I don't bring it out on anything ever. Actually, I never use it. It just sits right next to me. Do you call people and are you like, do you like scary movies? <laughs> Hello, Sydney. <laughs> Usually I'm like, is your refrigerator running? What the hell? You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. No. If you ever get a call, if anybody out there, if you ever get a call on AutoTune that says, <laughs> is your refrigerator running? If if I ever get a call, honey, who called? I, I think it was T-Pain trying to prank me. <laughs> I think T-Pain was trying to prank me. <laughs> He was asking if my refrigerator is running. Hello, everybody. Welcome to ICP with We. I am Aaron. And with me today is my co-host with Comos, Eric. Eric, how are you? I'm I'm okay. Uh, it's good to be back. We've been away for a week. Uh, well, I mean, technically two weeks, but we skipped one week. But I also just had a thought. What if you called somebody and asked them if their refrigerator was running with the full intent of them saying... Well, yes, I just checked and it is. And I say, you better go catch it. Like, that's what you want to do. But I just so happened to call somebody whose refrigerator is broken and they have previously called a repairman and they're waiting for a call back. And uh, I call yeah. and I say, is your refrigerator running? And they're like, no, it's not. Thank you so much for calling. When can you be here? And I go, uh, I don't have a punchline for that. And then they pranked me. Oh, I would just say I'm already inside your house. <laughs> I do it like yeah. <laughs> Would your voice change to that when you said that line? <laughs> yeah. So okay. So hold on. Like, we can play this out if you'd like. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna if, call. If you wanna, you're gonna call wanna, me. I'll yeah. I'll call you. Why don't we play it out one of each ways? I'll call you. Okay. Then you call me. Yeah. All right. Um. <clears throat> ring. 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 Hello. Is your refrigerator running? Uh, no, it's not. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, all my ice cream is melting. How quickly can you get somebody out here? I'm already inside your house. <laughs> Great. Uh, it's in the kitchen, as refrigerators generally are. So just go ahead and, and get that thing fixed. 
It's been fixed. Wow, that was fast. Thank you. This was a very productive phone call. (laughs) If you are satisfied with our service, please hold for a survey. Click. Damn it! Ah, uh, okay. so I think that'd be generally how it'd play. And I would say that'd be a massive success for myself. <laughs> yeah, that would be that'd right. be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. Okay, you want to call me now? Yeah, yeah, sure. Ring, <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Hello, whoever is calling my phone. Hello, Aaron. Oh, hello. Do you like May scary I ask who's movies? calling? I don't particularly enjoy the scary films, but I'll watch one if I have a pretty lady at my side. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, is your refrigerator running? Oh, let me go check. Hold on. Uh, I'll put you on a brief hold. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Are you there? Yes. Okay. uh, How did you enjoy my uh, hold music? Very I installed it in the house. Oh, good. Oh, anyways, about your refrigerator inquiry, it happens to not be running right now. Oh, well, you better go catch it. Uh, I'm confused. Uh, I'm inside your house. Whoa! Stab, stab, stab. Now you're dead. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, you could so, play out yeah, I think so that many one went ways. Pretty, yeah. That one went pretty well, I yeah, think. Yeah, that went great. That went great. <laughs> yeah, okay, good, good. Uh, we're, what the fuck is happening? I don't know. We're doing mock prank telephone calls uh, at the top of this episode. How are you, Aaron? How are you doing? Man, I am so well. I'm good. so well. I'm, I'm back to hanging with my buddy on a Sunday morning. Hell yeah. That's the way it should be. The way it should be be yeah yeah eric how are you doing yeah i mean aside from being really hung up on that whole refrigerator running thing i'm feeling i'm feeling okay it's been a hectic last couple of weeks a lot going on in 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 my world however all of that stuff is outside our little bubble because we're in the icp with we world hanging with our our crew right now Talking about ICP songs and how bad could life be? We're in our dirty little bubble, baby. Yeah, the dirtiest of bubbles. Dirty bubble. Old dirty bubble. That's what <laughs> we like to, to call us. Yes. And and where we hang. Is dirty bubble an oxymoron? Uh, no. Isn't there a SpongeBob villain in Mermaid Man? And Actually, there definitely is. Uh, a SpongeBob villain in Mermaid and Barnacle Boy called the Dirty Bubble. Is that real? Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, yes, I, I and mean... it's just a yeah, it's just a brown bubble with like this wicked face. It's the Dirty Bubble in all his dirty roundness. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, I didn't know about that. See, I've watched a lot of SpongeBob. I've seen Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. I think two different episodes. Uh, I just don't know about the Dirty Bubble. But I suppose you could make a bubble in anything. Like, you make diarrhea bubbles if you wanted, so. <laughs> okay, that caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, dirty bubble. 
Yeah, the dirty bubble. Okay, so now I want to make some sort of photoshopped edit of old dirty bubble um, <laughs> with the dirty bubble in ODB. It's easy. You just take a picture of a bubble and you put ODB's face on it. Boom. Old dirty bubble. Yeah. Old diarrhea bubble. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> This diarrhea bubble has been floating here for days. It's so old. <laughs> um, now that everybody has already turned this episode off, <laughs> what, what are we talking about today? Oh, I, I, you know, you know what? We said it at the top. We're talking about ICP songs we missed. Volume dose. Volume dose. Dose. So I've decided for three uh, you should do volume, but the E at the end of volume is a three. Is a three? Oh, I, yeah. 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 Like the third movie in a trilogy or something. Yeah. Like how all the movies will put like, like too fast, too furious, like that kind of bullshit. We should definitely lean heavily into doing that. Yeah. Except that example is not an example of what you just talked about, but yes. Is it not? No, because I don't the, know anything. The about numbers the aren't necessarily papers. replacing letters in the sequence. Of oh, yeah. Word. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah. It's just there two. it's like it's like somebody was texting and they didn't want to put two digits instead of one single digit there. So this actually brings up a good point. Are you familiar with the now you see me now you don't franchise Um, like the the films now you see me? Yeah. Yeah, I I've never I watched them, but yeah, they're I about magic. Now you see me. They're about magic, um, right? Yeah, they're about magic and stealing money in Vegas. I guess I don't yes. know. I've never watched them, but same. It is. I've said this for years. I'm pretty sure I've tweeted this. They had the first one. Now you see me. Yeah. Then they came out with the second one titled "Now You See Me Too." Why on earth was it not titled "Now You See Me"? Now you dose. Oh. Yeah, I was going with like now you see me again or something like that. <laughs> again. Or like you could you could take die hard naming convention. Now you see me harder. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's, it's the exact same movie, but in every scene it was re-edited to have boner? <laughs> <laughs> you know what they could do for the third one? They could replace all of the E's with threes. So it would be like, now you S33 M3. (laughs) M3. Oh, God. Oh, man. Uh, All right. So today we're talking about songs that released in 2002 and 2003. And uh, spoiler alert. There's a lot of ABK and Zug Island in this episode. Uh, And stoked about one of those. mm, Yeah. So we've got 11 (laughs) tracks officially on our list, but I also included a a couple of extra tracks just because I I feel like I want you to listen to them. We don't need to go deep into reviewing. I just want you to have heard those songs so that you can be like, oh, cool. Now I've heard these and we'll briefly touch on those. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, We are also not just reviewing these songs today. That's true. We are also reviewing another flavor of Fago today. Today we have pineapple orange. We, we And this is an interesting one, right? Because 
we have tasted and talked about pineapple and we have tasted and talked about orange and we put them on the opposite ends of the spectrum. I think both of us did not care for pineapple and both of us loved orange. So I'm super curious to see what this combo is going to be. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for this. This is, uh, it, it, can I be honest? I have high expectations. I kind of do too, because I, I kind of like want it to like, I want it to transport me to like a beach vacation. You know, yeah. it just, that feels like it would be like a, a poolside beach drink. Yeah. I, you know, I'm looking at it. It's got a very fun label. The color of the drink is a little more subdued compared to that, like toxic yellow pineapple. Uh, I, yeah, I, uh, the label great. looks great. I'm confused though, because you've got 20 ounce bottles and then normally you have the big 24 ounce bottles. This is a big 23 ounce bottle. I don't know why Fago does that. It's interesting, right? I, I could have sworn the other ones say big 24. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure all Fagos have uh, say big 23. Do they? We have more. Let me let me let me see. I mean, mine's in the other room. No, I'm looking at pictures online that say big 24 ounce. What the oh, heck? But, uh, it's, there's both. There are both. There are big 24 and big 23. Is it like by product or does like every product have both? It, just, I am it seeing just both. I'm seeing like Red Pop. I see a big 24 and a big 23. Strange. And I did. I remember being what last time I was in the Detroit area and they had all those Fagos. I, I sent pictures, I think. And there was a sticker on the thing that said ours is bigger. And I think my guess is that maybe, maybe the 24 ounce ones are for Michigan. No, maybe not. I'm looking at a thing for Cedar Hill, Texas, and it's got all the 24 ounce ones on it. Yo, really? That's what it's. Oh, I need to make a trip to Cedar Hill. God, that's like an hour and a half away. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I noticed that this one says 23 and I feel like I'm used to seeing 24. Next time I go to... Uh, Jackson's here. I'm going to have to look and see whether they say 23 or 24 on them. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check mine later, but I, because I, I have a couple more bottles on top of my fridge. I have my Fago firework bottle, but obviously it doesn't say that it, it has the special bottle design. Correct. But my Fago grape bottle is knocked down, so I can't quite get a view of what it says, but I want to pour this. I Can I be honest? I want to wet my dirty little whistle. Can we? Are we ready for this? Yeah, let's let's bust this open. Okay. Oh, good pop. Mm-hmm. I like the smell. Oh, the smell is good. Yeah, the smell is kind of like... Uh, it, it, the smell is exactly like what it should. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It, it's got that orangey smell, but you can smell the Fago pineapple in there a little. Yeah, yeah, you got the, the notes of pineapple. I'm going to pour... So I'm pouring mine out, y'all, in a um, Sithmus Darth Vader pint glass. Oh, I just took a sip, and I've got to say that the pineapple had a very strong, almost chemically taste, if I remember us talking about it. This does not have that, but it is not purely the orange either. It's um, it's it's actually one of the most subtle flavored Fagos that we've had, but it's good. It's got a good citrusy I, so flavor. Excited. Okay, I'm about to. Yeah. Ready? Okay, smelling it from the glass. Now I'm sipping. Ooh, that's fantastic. Yeah, for my that's first really taste, good. this is a this is a top-tier flavor. This one is restrained and yet 
bright and citrusy. Like this would be a great summer oh, yeah. day drink. Oh, I could see me crushing just twelve pack after twelve pack of these. Yeah, this is a big winner. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We're gonna keep sipping during the episode, and we'll see how we feel towards the end. Yeah. But uh, in an hour, man, when these I don't are know. Warm, we'll see if they're good still. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I might be slugging mine down pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. So that is our Fago that we're gonna be sipping on throughout the episode. Mm. Let's get into these tracks. Why not? Okay, let's go. All right, so first track, uh, and by the way, y'all, we have, uh, what, 13 tracks that we're reviewing today. Mm-hmm. Well, technically uh, 11, but we're going to talk about 13. Correct. So track number one is, uh, hey, from the uh, Old Dirty Bubble himself, <laughs> Dirty and Stinkin' by uh, Old Dirty Bastard featuring ICP and Danica uh, off the album The Trials and Tribulations of Russell Jones. Released in 2002. Mm -hmm. Eric, what were your thoughts? Yeah, so this is the original version of this song. We did review and talk about the the long-lost rock remix of this song just over a year ago on episode 48 of this show when we talked about the incredible collectible collection worthy of an erection. Uh, the, The story here around this album, if you don't remember us talking about it then, is that ODB's label basically cobbled this album together from existing pieces and verses that were out there while ODB was in jail, and he didn't even really know what was happening. So they reached out to ICP to be on the track. They were stoked because they didn't know. They just were like, cool, ODB wants us on a track. But apparently he didn't even know that was happening, that they were on it or anything like that. Um, I remember that story. Yeah. yeah. This this version of the song is far and away the superior version to me over the rock remix. This for me is prime like 2002 living in Florida ICP at the height of their popularity and fame. Like this song was part of my regular listening at that point. The uh the Danica part cracks me up because she's like She's singing in a very serious, like, you've got that R&B singer on the hook singing on this rap song. Yeah. And she's saying, I want to get dirty and I want to get stinky and I ain't going nowhere till I get dirty and stinking. I got ODB and I got ICP and I ain't going nowhere till I'm dirty and stinking. And I'm like, how did she keep a straight face? (laughs) Because it's so (laughs) goofy. (laughs) The I want to get dirty and I want to get stinky part is the funniest. But oh, yeah. Um, one of the most interesting things about this song, we talked about the whole tropical mud chicken line, which I found out mud hens are a real thing in Ohio. Uh, I don't know if they're in Ohio, but the name of the Toledo baseball team is the mud hens, which is really interesting to me. The American coot, also known as a mud hen, is a bird commonly mistaken for a duck, though American coots are only distantly related to ducks. It lives in the Pacific and southwestern United States and Mexico year-round and occupies more northeastern regions, like northern Ohio and Michigan, during the summer breeding season. But this is one of the few songs where ICP, specifically Jay, talks about his wealth. They don't normally do this. Uh, in the Near the end of his verse, near the end of the song, Jay says he's a 10-year vet, five-plaque rap millionaire. And... Because this was really arguably the height of psychopathic records, this was 
less than a year before the Wraith Shangri-La came out. They had just dropped multiple gold and platinum albums in a row. They released a movie. They signed this whole roster of artists. ICP was totally on top of the world at this point, I think. And I wonder, I wonder if that line and that sort of boast was because we're on uh, an, an ODB track, which is a more serious, you know, rapper. Maybe we should, yeah. you know, lean into the rap tropes or they were just feeling that high on life at that moment. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Uh, also, I went in and fixed all of the very extremely wrong and incorrect lyrics on Genius the other day. So, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think this is a cool track. What do you think? I fucking love this song. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This is my first time hearing it. Uh, and I will probably put put this on some sort of playlist at some point. This song is fucking sick. It's talking about dirty and stinking. <laughs> something that ICP can do very well. Yeah. And they very they did it very well in this song, right? Yeah, I think uh, you said didn't is is it pronounced Danica? Yeah, I, I think so. I think okay. at the end she actually says her name in the like closing. Oh, okay. Lines. I'm. I must have missed that. But okay, so Danica, I think that her part was amazing uh, because you're right. It's just so smooth and like R&B, but it's, it's talking about being dirty and stinking <laughs> with ODB and ICP. And it's just like, this is so good. This yeah. is so good. Yeah. The beat is fucking sick. I went back and listened to the rock remix uh, that we reviewed previously. And you're absolutely right. This is the superior version of this song, 100%. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah, big uh, big fan of, of this song. I'm stoked on it. Yeah. And to your point, I think uh, about just the money line. This is not something I, I, I had really considered, but just hearing you talk about it and listening and, and just to give my thoughts, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that on the inside, they felt really high on life at this moment and they felt that and they felt just wanting to do that and then i think the fact that this was an odb song justified them to do it they're just like well this is an odb we have to kind of thing you know what i mean yeah yeah i think it's a little bit of both i think so i think you're right i also like shaggy's line unrelated to this uh where he says don't worry about the ring on the tub it's the clown paint and i was like that's pretty that's pretty yeah, funny, yeah. clever. <laughs> Good yeah. times. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to our next track. And I, okay, look, this song is not on our list, but the next song that is on our list is from this same album, and this track leads into that one. So, for a little bit of context, and because we didn't and won't review the full album, I wanted you to listen to. The Chaos Theory by Jump Steady with Jamie Madrox on credit on the hook from his album, The Chaos Theory from 2002. I, I just I think this is a dope track. It's the title track from the album. You have never listened to any of Jump Steady's solo stuff. So I wanted you to hear it. What did you think? Yeah. So this is my first foray into, like you said, Jump Steady's solo stuff. I, f I fucking dig the hell out of it. If we're never going to review this stuff, I might just jump into some Jump Steady solo stuff. Like, the Chaos Theory was a fucking sick track. Yeah, you should. The beat was cool. Jump Steady has some flow. Like, uh, we, I've known that he's had some flows, but, like, he can, as a solo artist, he does pretty fucking well. And, and then Jamie Madrox also, you know, sounded sick on the track. The neat thing about Jump Steady is he's got this kind of 
old school tough guy rap feel to his tone and yet he's got that kind of smart geeky like intellectual rapper vibe because he writes these yeah. intricate lyrics with a lot of n- non-traditional references there's a ton of D references and stuff in this song and i think it's pretty cool yeah no that's that's definitely a like a really fucking sick aspect because you know you can turn your brain off and listen and, you, and you're listening to tough guy rap but then you like when you dig into it, you're like, okay, this is actually very, yeah, I like, I like intellectual style rap. Yeah. Right. A tribe called quest is one of my favorite rap sure. groups of all time. Yeah. And I mean, they, they are incredibly intellectual in, in their rhymes and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll agree. And I think that listening to this song and other jump steady songs, it's undeniable what a big influence Rob has had in Jay and Shaggy's life, especially Jay's life. Jay definitely looks up to him. He's a partner in this. But when you read some of the stories in the CD booklets about what the Joker's cards are, when you talk about the the mythology of the Dark Carnival, when you uh, listen to some of the intros and some of the writing and stuff that are in a lot of ICP's albums and songs – you start to hear where Jump Steady's influence comes from and what he is, you know, I, I get the sense he's probably a bigger part of their music than we know or they let on. He's just in the background, but I think he's probably more involved than you'd think. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's move on to the actual song that we're meant to be reviewing here. Uh, this is the next track, I believe, on that album. This one's called Ninjas in Action. This is Jump Steady featuring Blaze, ICP, Twisted, ABK, Legs Diamond, and Sin from that same album, The Chaos Theory, from 2002. What did you think about Ninjas in Action? This is a fucking crew track right here. Yeah. For real. My first impressions is this beat is like an inspirational news intro. Does that make sense? Do Do you not know what it is? I don't think I do, no. The music is, it samples the theme song from the TV show Chips from, I guess, the early 80s. Okay, well, Chips is, it's a, Eric Estrada was on it. It was um, Motorcycle Cops in California. Chips stands for California Highway Patrol. So Chips, but Ah. the music that you're hearing, and even the sort of uh, rolling like orchestral parts, all of that is from the theme song to Chips. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and they make tons of references in the song too. Okay, you see, I didn't realize. I mean, obviously, I didn't catch the references because I've never watched Chips. Um, have you? Have you watched Chips? Yeah, I've seen Chips. Yeah, they even made a movie worth watching? A, a few years ago that was like, you know, for a while in the early to you know probably like late two thousands, early two thousand tens, it was really cool to do movie remakes of old TV shows that sort of poked fun at them. Like they did Baywatch uh, and they yeah. did SWAT okay. and all this stuff. They did a Chips movie probably in the past 10 years-ish. So huh. the TV show is corny and goofy, but, you know, it's it's a fine way to pass time if there are, you know, episodes on and you're just watching reruns and I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, I should I should I should tell you uh this is how desperate I am for for television content. Um I am currently on season 3 of Reba. I've been watching Reba. You should be. You should be. Oh my gosh. The Chips movie was only from 5 years ago. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, directed by Dax Shepard and written by Dax Shepard and starring Dax Shepard. Fun. And Michael Peña and Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, and Rosa Salazar. She's awesome. I, I think that this officially qualifies as a uh, a movie night contender, right? I'm in. I'm Fuck in. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't think I've ever watched the movie. I don't think. You did on August 31st, 2017. I'd be down. I'm definitely Let down. us know if y'all would want to watch the Chips movie in the Discord with us. <laughs> and maybe we'll ago. watch an episode of the show as well to start things oh, off. Oh, perfect. Um, and we still owe a couple episodes of Reba and yeah. we're on episode two of Reba. Yeah, probably. But I'm on episode like five of season three. All right. Um, anyway, enough chips. What were your thoughts on the song? Okay. This anyways. Yes. The beat is from chips and it's sounds great. I fucking love it. I think that it fits in with this sort of crew track perfectly. Uh, everybody's flows are solid uh blaze starts off or uh, i'm sorry jump steady starts off with the first verse uh then kick in with blaze um after that and and you really feel like i don't know this really feels like peak psychopathic just having fun on a track oh yeah and and even though i was not even around this at that time i felt it like i feel like ah the golden days in my heart when i listen to this you know what i mean undeniably yes i forgot who said something but somebody said a line about sudanese herpes towards the end oh that was jay okay yeah i figured it was it was either jay or shaggy this this song is sick everybody kills it you got abk even i mean even uh, like sin on the chorus yeah fucking sick like yeah. I, there's, I don't really have a bad thing about this song. I even mentioned that I am so fine with it being seven minutes long. Like I would listen to this song again today and Agreed. it was seven minutes long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Everybody gets two verses and the, the progress of it moves very smoothly through. It doesn't feel long. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel long at all. Um, You know, no, no, and no, yeah. Nobody's verses overstay their welcome. You know, if everybody had one verse and it was a long kind of verse or something like that, then maybe you'd probably feel the length of it a little bit. But I liked it. What were your thoughts? I think this has to be one of the most fun and coolest posse cuts that Psychopathic ever did. Uh, Oh, yeah. Especially because they really incorporated the whole crew. Normally, you don't get Jump Steady on these posse cuts. Normally, you don't get Legs Diamond on there. Once in a while, maybe you get Sin. So getting everybody included was really cool to me. I love Legs Diamond's verses. He actually has the verse that ends the track. My one complaint Mm -hmm. is that they put that like megaphone filter on his vocals, probably for a reason to help them fit into the track better. Uh, It's kind of like that... Uh, what like beastie boys like so what you want they they use that sort of megaphone filter on parts of that i think but i i don't know i think it's a little gainy and aggressive however that's my biggest complaint about this uh, i love the chip samples 
I think it's cool that they, a lot of them make references, and I probably didn't catch them all, but Jump Steady references that he's rocking the blue blockers because they wear the, like, aviator sunglasses in the show, and Jay mentions the California Highway Patrol in his verse, which is what SHIP stands for. ABK makes a reference to Juggalo deputies because they're cops. I It worked mm, pretty yeah. well. Did you catch that in his first verse, Jamie refers to himself as Mr. Bones? I did see that. Yes. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And I was like, ooh, I, it's funny because I got like, I like got excited because I was like, I know that. Yeah. I know what he's talking about. That's cool. Um, I don't know that I think that this song needed or warranted rock guitars on the hook. However, it flows pretty well. Sin, this is how Sin is used pretty well. I think he did, his part was good. He never felt too far out of, you know, range or comfort. Like, I think he was utilized quite well in this, and I think it, including him was cool. So, yeah, overall, I think this song's a pretty big win. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I want, I'm probably going to go listen to the whole Chaos Theory album. You should. This week. Yeah, it's an EP. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, it seems, uh, I like the two songs from it that we've we've heard today. Yeah, I uh, I even I specifically had a, have a line in my notes about the guitars in this track, and I said I don't I, they're used well in this track. Yeah. I don't even mind them. So I agree with you on that one. Um, well, hey, Eric, do you mind if I be simple and blunt with you? I never mind that. Please do. I need to poop. Hmm. No, I don't. <laughs> I just figured that'd be pretty blunt. Uh, let's move on to the next track, and that is. Song number four, the artist is ICP. This is off the Wraith Shangri-La sampler from 2002. Uh, the song is Simple and Blunt. So this was a free sampler CD handed out ahead of the release of the Wraith Shangri-La. This song is the first track on the album. The track that followed was a nearly 10-minute mashup of ICP songs from previous albums. The other two tracks on this four-song sampler were Juggalo Chant, which we reviewed in our Incredible Collectible collection episode and an audio recording of the icp seminar from the 2002 gadget gathering during which they revealed the wraith so it's kind of the only actual song yeah yeah it really is eric what were your thoughts on simple and blunt you know i i'm i feel like i must have heard this at some point before but i I don't know. I mean, maybe I listened to it on YouTube at some point when we were getting started on this, when I was researching the Wraith Shangri-La or something. But I right. don't know this song. This is not something – I don't know that I had this sampler CD. Maybe I did, and I just don't remember because I had a lot of you know singles and samplers and stuff like that. But this is the most the Wraith Shangri-La song I've ever heard. And it's not even on the album, which is kind of an interesting thing to think about. I mean, ICP did samplers ahead of most of their albums up to this point in uh -huh. their career, which generally featured clips of several songs that would be on the album with skits in between, like a, a proper sampler. And Jay even mentions in this song that there's no music from Shangri-La on this sampler. It's this song, that mashup of previous songs from old albums, that Juggalo chant, and then an audio recording of the seminar. So there's no samples of songs from The Wraith. I think that's neat because it still feels like The Wraith. Like, lyrically, Simple and Blunt is a perfect title for this because it's about as honest and direct as an ICP song gets. 
It's a great track, even if it's literally promoting the upcoming album. They even drop the date and everything. They tell you to go out and steal one if you can't afford it. But yeah. the, the sound and the message and the tone in this song are about as close as you could ever get to a sampler for the Wraith Shangri-La without actually including music from that album, which is pretty fucking clever. Like this whole sampler and this song are, I think, more clever and interesting than on the surface it appears. So yeah, I thought it was a good track. I think that doing this and not spoiling the album for anybody was actually a really neat and interesting and unconventional thing to do. But what did you think? Oh, I think this is great as a track. It like aside from the context that it was made for just objectively as a track, I think this is a pretty fucking cool track just to listen to. Yeah. But obviously with, with the purpose that it was made for, I think it was executed perfectly. I want to point out, obviously simple and blunt and dirty and stinking have in no connections whatsoever (laughs) except for the fact that they are both just on this playlist of tracks for this one episode for us specifically and both released Um, in the same year originally well yeah and they're both released in the same year but uh which is why they're on the same playlist dirty and stinking they're talking about making millions and this this one has an entire verse about not rapping about the money that they got yeah and why yeah uh I know but yeah that. i just thought that was funny uh but i dig the shit out of this song i think jay this kind of stripped down sort of flows that he's doing they work perfectly with this beat i love the message uh, i i think that uh it's just it's just honest and out there you know this is what we got coming up we worked very hard on it this is leading up, you know, 10 years of shit leading up to this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and then at the end, like steal it. But, you know, if it was like steal it, but buy something cheap, like a Britney Spears sticker or something. Yeah. So they don't what the line. Was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, so they don't get suspicious or whatever. That's it. Like they said, take the CD and the booklet, but leave all the other stuff and then just buy something cheap, like a Britney Spears sticker. So nobody's suspicious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> good times i like this song a lot yeah i'll be simple and blunt with you i like it i liked it too i liked it too all right let's move on to the fifth song on our list song in quotes this is (laughs) the way you make me feel by violent j sort of featuring twisted in a way this is from the juggalo show box set The release year is technically 2002. That's when the box set came out. However, this song is actually taken from a March 7th, 1999 episode of that show. So what did you think of the way you make me feel? Okay, obviously this sucks. Um, Violet J just screaming out of his register and and straining his voice uh, in a probably very damaging way. Probably. I have a question though. Yes. The YouTube link that you sent me uh-huh. is him being interrupted and being talked shit about. Is that the actual version? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. I looked on YouTube and I just, I, I clicked link after link after link. And I was like, I don't know if I couldn't tell. I, I, I had a sneaking suspicion. That was the official version but I couldn't quite tell. Yeah. So 
The Juggalo show was a radio show. They would play actual music and songs from bands, but it was a lot of them doing sketches and, you know, being funny and doing comedy and stuff. And uh, this was essentially one of the sketches. And so you've got Paul and Jamie and uh, maybe other people, I don't know, but they are breaking in. I mean, like, he actually thinks this is good. Like, right. you know, just kind of that's I think that's part of the joke and it's part of the song. I don't think there is a pure, clean, just professionally recorded Jay singing this song. OK, I was looking for one, but if there's not one no, this is it. This will have to do. Yeah, this uh, I think that the cut ins were were funny. Sure. I think that the song was not good. No. I don't have much to say about this one. I mean, it's, it's, I don't either. Violet J trying to do a Michael Jackson song. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think this is funny to hear once and I've already heard it before. So like, I think the Juggalo show was funny and entertaining. I remember listening to some of the episodes, you know, that I think I downloaded off of Napster or something back in the day. And I'm sure that this was funny in the context of the show. This is clearly not something I would ever come back and listen to recreationally. They know that this was bad. I think Jay legitimately loves these old Michael Jackson songs and had fun singing it, but they were playing it for jokes, and that's fun. I don't even like the original version of this song, though, so I certainly don't like 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 this. But for what it is, is it a funny bit? Sure. It's funny. Once. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the original song any uh, either. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not really. I don't think this was made for me. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the next song in this selection. And that is a song by Paramore. It's called Hard Times. Uh, it was released in 2019. 2019? 2017. Maybe. No, it's not. It's a song called Hard Times, but it's by an artist called Eshab, uh, featuring ICP off of Repentance. Now, depending on how you count it, this was Eshab's ninth full-length album, Good God, and his first new album on Psychopathic. Uh, prior to this, Psychopathic released the album Acid Rain, which contained 24 tracks from previous Eshab albums, a remix of an old song, plus four new songs, most of which were early Supervillains tracks. Anyways, yes. So, Eric, hard times. You know, I'm not sure I've heard this song before. This was kind of around the point where I sort of stopped buying. I'll talk about this more later, but I didn't buy this album. I don't. I may have heard it, but I have a I have a a serious question about the album cover. Why are there accents over all of the e's on this album cover? Is it pronounced? That's a good question. It's it's called repentance, I would assume, but the way it the way it's written, I think it's repentance, <laughs> right? That's with those accents. That's how you would say it. Yeah, no, no, that's definitely if you sound it out with those accents, that's definitely how it would be said. Which sounds super fancy. Yeah. Okay. So this is a song. Uh, first verse sounds very Esham, but it's certainly not his best work. Jay's verse is pretty good. Shaggy's verse is just okay. I, I, this, I'm going to be honest. This track doesn't do much for me. Overall, it's pretty unremarkable. They're not saying a lot. Their verses are kind of mediocre, just fine. It's got a super funky bass line though. But outside that, there's really not... Like I feel like I just don't have much to say about this song. It was okay. It was fine. I don't think I would ever 
take the time to go back to listen. And it certainly doesn't make me feel like I need to listen to repentance. But what are your thoughts on it? Oh, man, I enjoyed this song way more than you did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that this it starts hard as hell with Isham's uh, first verse talking about keeping a gun in his coat and Uzi in his coat. I love the bass line and the beat. I think sounds fucking sick. The chorus is dope. Jay killed his part. I think, I think it was, you know, it didn't have a lot to say, but I think that the, the flows were sick, you know, you know, this, I feel like is a, it's not like a critical thinking song as much as it is a kind of turn off your brain and bob your head song. Sure. I don't know. Because I mean, if you look at it critically, there's not, it's not like there's a hard message in here that they're, trying to hit or even they're that they're not hitting right like it's just it's not there yeah yeah i think shaggy did really well uh on his verse as well i i enjoyed it i I would definitely listen to this song again yeah i certainly didn't listen to it and think this is terrible but i think it just left me wanting for something more i was like uh i get get that yeah Yeah, i get that yeah um quick quick fago check though are you still sipping at your fago no i'm not i finished mine (laughs) did you really Fuck yeah, dude. It's so good. Okay, well, I'm I sipping not slowly. To. Yeah, sip, continue to sip slowly. And, so, um, I, I tried not to. As it warms, the flavor changes a little. You get a little more of the orange in there. Yes, you get almost yeah. a little bit of a, this is going to sound odd to say, almost a little bit of a floral aftertaste, which is strange. The, as it warms up, the flavor actually gets more complex. When it's cold, it's a little more straightforward and simple. There's more flavor the deeper you get into it. When it warmed up a little bit, it definitely, it the flavors also warmed up, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. All right, well, let's move on to track number seven. Warning, we're headed into Zug Island territory. The next three tracks are Zug Island. This first one is called Fire. From They're all from the album Crack Tiles, which released in 2003. Now, in episode 45, if you are a longtime listener or if you've randomly caught up on episodes, at the urging of our friends in Juggalo Judgment, we reviewed six songs from this album. Unfortunately, these three songs were not covered in that episode, so... Now we're listening to them to catch up. There there can't be, I don't even know how many songs were on that album, but there can't be many we haven't reviewed at this point. I also think yeah, we reviewed- where we've reviewed Crack Tiles. Yeah, I God think we, we also reviewed at least one song or a version of, I think Fly was on one of the comps. So that means- That's we've, right, yeah. I think we've done 10 of the tracks on this. Uh, but if you want to know more about Zug Island and you want to know more about what we thought about Zug Island, we talked all about them in episode 45. So go listen to that. Let me find out how many tracks were on Crack Tiles and how many were missing. Oh, 14. I was going to tell you 14. Oh, okay. So there's, there's only four songs. On, only yeah. four we haven't reviewed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then uh, take it away. What are your thoughts on Fire? All right, we're, we're in Jug Island. Uh, Jug Island. Oh. Uh, that's an island I'd go to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to that one, too. Uh, we're in Zug Island territory, but we're going to try and make it quick, y'all. I promise. <laughs> um, I I don't have... A, this actually is the one that I have the least amount of notes on. Okay. That's fair. That's very fair, considering the other two we're going to talk about. Yes. 
this i it, my notes are this sucks 252 is too long <laughs> i will not be listening to this again yeah it's just it's I, so and, and i want to i'm gonna bring this up because this i have a point that i'm make, gonna make in the third zug island song so this song is very much so like you know kind of a faster paced it has uh you know the heavy guitars with the heavy distortion very present this is a classic it sounds like a zug island song and I'm just I'm bringing up what it sounds like because I'm gonna bring I, I have a point that I'm gonna make. Okay. Eric, what were your thoughts on Fire? Well, I remember listening to this song back when this album came out. I, you know, this is a very more aggressive rock song. If you if you look at the spectrum of Zug Island songs on this album, this one is one of the more straightforward, aggressive rock kind of like banger type songs, right? I, I guess I just don't know what to say about it. I'm starting to think, though, that Sin simply can't rap because every time he features on a posse cut, he's singing, sometimes not so great. But I especially think about that song Free Studio on Psychopathics from Outer Space, where he's doing like this kind of bad singing where everybody else is doing rap verses. I got some dick for that. Rap does, bitch. And you ain't coming back. And it's weird. I bring this up because we know that Jay originally recorded all the vocals for this album and Sin then came in and replaced them when they hired him to be the the, the vocalist for Zug Island. But the one and only thing he doesn't do on this song is that little rap in the bridge, which is where Jay features on it. Because there's yeah. no there's no Jay or ICP anywhere else in this song. This song hardly true, yeah. features ICP. And yet at the same time, the argument I think could be made that all of the Zug Island songs, at least on this album, are technically ICP songs because Jay really wrote them and put them together. He just kind of had Sin step in as a surrogate and and, and right. do, do his parts. But I think as far as rock songs go, this one is fine. Jay's rap part is actually kind of cool. He does this like fast rap that sounds pretty good in that bridge. It's a whatever song. This is not an offensive zug island track to me it's i don't think it's it's one of the worst yeah i mean i i i'm not a fan well i mean um, i say it's not one of the worst because we're about to listen to two of the worst in a row well you you have a point you have a point yeah well let's go ahead and get on to the next one uh this is a song about being a piece of shit um and <laughs> this is a song called small town uh, by the artist Zug Island featuring ICP off of Crack Tiles in 2003. So, Take it away. Clearly, Jay thinks rock and roll is about being a shitty person. <laughs> it's it's obvious from this song and the next one on our list that Jay was like, <laughs> let me let me just let me just be a, a piece of shit on these songs. I, I will say, at least oh, on yeah. this one, there's a lot more Shaggy and Jay than there was on the previous track. Also, there's a lot of daughter fucking in this song. Multiple verses are talking about <sighs> fucking your daughter. And up until a certain point, this song is literally about just being a piece of shit. It's about going to a small town and doing objectively shitty things. Not for a reason, not because there's some bigger message that they're trying to get across. 
or they're making a statement about the mentality of people that live in small towns until you get to the bridge where Jay then makes this song with no previous context about Southern inbred bigots. And there's no indication that this is their goal till you get to that point. And yeah, oddly, this comes out of left field. Yeah, it doesn't like there's there's no context at the beginning that gives you that uh, as if there can't be small towns in the north or the northeast or whatever. You don't just immediately go, oh, they're talking about rednecks down south. It's weird that that is even in there. Uh, but oddly on this track, Jay and Shaggy take take the hook. Jay is singing on the hook rather than having Sin do it. And I, honestly, when you listen to this, this this track has more ICP than it has Sin. Also, this song fucking sucks. <laughs> Dude, this song is ass. <laughs> it's, it's so you're right. This song is literally about just doing objectively piece of shit things. <laughs> yeah. And then Violent J is like, well, here's the twist that had no sort of previous setup. Uh, and then that gave me whiplash. Yeah. I'm not a fan of this. ICP is a lot. There's a lot more ICP on this song. Uh, this song is not in your face rock. This is more like a, uh, this is more like a rap track. Yeah, more or less. You know, it's, I mean, they just say shitty things in like the first handful of verses and then they tie it into rednecks. And then it just sort of continues to talk. I mean, this, I hate this song so much. This song sucks. Good. I never want to listen to it or think about it again. Good. Perfect. Let's not. Uh, However, what we do have to think about is our next track. This is the ninth song on our list. Another Uh, Zug Island track featuring ICP, although it's kind of like, sounds like just Violent J speaking through Sin's mouth. Uh, This one is called... Hiroshima off again the album Crack Tiles from 2003 and uh this is a a song about cheating on your significant other and committing statutory rape so <laughs> tell me what your thoughts were Oh yo uh-huh for the sake of clarification technically this song does not include any language that would constitute a statutory scenario surprisingly the age of consent in Michigan and more than 60% of the states in the US is 16 um, my first note I wrote down was no more Zug ever after this song. <laughs> this turned me off of Zug Island. I know I was, I mean, I was getting there eventually, but this turned me off of Zug Island big time. It's, it's the worst. So this song is more like, I'm trying to capture the vibe of the sound of this song. This song is more like, uh, like a rock, a rock, like a slow rock ballad. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds like a song that Hinder would make. Yes, it definitely sounds very Hinder. In fact, this is actually one step further from Lips of an Angel, <laughs> uh, where, <laughs> you know, yes, you are cheating on your significant other, but then Zug Island's like, well, why don't we make it even further and more like shitty and yeah, make us look like 11. monsters? Yes. The next room, sometimes I wish she was you. I guess we. Oh, 
I've never made this correlation before, but I think secretly Zug Island might be Hinder. You think? I mean, could be. Think about the sound. Think about the vocals. Think about the style of music. I mean, I'm just saying. It could be the case. But so with this song, at least, because it's in their style, that's where I was trying. To, I wanted to get to is that three different songs on the same album, three entirely different styles of music. Yeah. Pick a lane, Zug. And can that lane be the exit ramp of the music industry, actually? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so three different Zug songs. Three different fucking genres. But this, uh, I mean, there's so much wrong with this song, right? Obviously, talking about having sex with, you know, cheating on your significant other to have sex with an underage person. And the, oh my God, sins part is just burned into my brain and I hate it so much. The down on my knees one. Oh, this all sin. This whole song is sin. I don't even think Jay and Shaggy have a verse or they're just like relegated to background have, vocal parts and the intro. They, yeah, they have. Yeah, they have background vocal parts. It, it, you're right. It is pretty much all sin. But the main part that I could the, the hook. Yeah. The down. on I guess it's yes. a hook. Yeah, it's 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 something and that something is not good. <laughs> yeah. No more. No more Zug ever after this song. I've decided. Until somebody forces us to do it again. Yeah. Eric, what were your thoughts? Well, this is another song about being a piece of shit. I guess the rock and roll life is being a shitty person. And we're focused on that first verse, but the other verses are about uh, my woman doesn't like me to smoke weed, but I smoked weed and she was right behind me. And then I got in trouble. Uh, This song might be about being a child. I'm not sure. This like if you take this and switch mm. the context to being about a child speaking of their mom, it makes a lot more sense than it does if you think about it being about like their significant other. Except for the line about making his dick hard when she sits on his lap. Just ignore that part. Unless he has an Oedipal complex, which is also possible. Mom caught me having sex with the girl across the street and now I'm in trouble. Mom caught me smoking weed and now I'm in trouble. Like, that's kind of what this song is. Is yeah. it? It's, it's a very creepy song. And not just because it sounds like Sin is singing through a fan for parts of it, but it, it just, it's so, I mentioned this at the top, it so feels like Jay should have just done this himself. And even if he did it, it would still be creepy and upsetting. But it's weird for Sin to be speaking Jay's truths through his mouth if these are his truths. Yeah. It just, it's this one more than the others, even if that's what they all are, feels weird. If I was Sin, I'd be like, man, I'm not saying this shit. I know. Yeah, not, I'd be like, hey, this. I got, I got some issues with speaking some of this stuff. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Um, you know, I mean, we talked about this in our last episode, but I do think that. Up until the last 10 years or so, I think it was very common to talk about dating, lusting after, or having sex with underage women in songs. I think there are a lot of examples of it. So that's been a, a big positive cultural shift mentally away from that mentality. And right. I don't know in this song if they were trying to say something shocking, but it doesn't read as they were trying to say something shocking. It was kind of like, hey, you know, how was I supposed to say no to 
hooking up with a 16 year old. Like, I, you know what yeah, I mean? Like it, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't have that. Like it doesn't have the, for the sake of shock value feel. Right. It do, It's not played for the sake of humor. Like, Oh, for only 13, she got some big tits. It's not that it's not that. Um, yeah. I don't know. This is just one of the corniest songs I've ever heard in my whole life. Jay and Shaggy are hardly in it. I just, well, I want to, I don't know. I have to go back and look and see who the fuck suggested this song, because instead of winning a prize for this contest, I'm going to go to their house and take some of their shirts and records and just keep them. (laughs) Just steal from them. I'm going to take their shit. Yeah, sounds good. You not only lost the contest, you're a negative winner. (laughs) We're taking your shit. Uh, Yeah. Don't bother. Don't bother trying to hide your address. We'll find you. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of this one. I don't like this. Perfect. Well, Eric, I have some great news. Okay. We are now out of Zug Island. Oh, good. And we're into Jug Island. Um, oh, good. And by Jug Island, I mean we're into ABK. So Everybody calls him Jug Island. It's his nickname. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, ever since he got that boob job. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, y'all haven't seen ABK's rack. <laughs> okay. We have about four songs left. Yeah. All of which off of the album Hatchet Warrior by Anybody Killer. Uh, so we're going to start with the first song uh, called Sticky Icky Situation. Background about Hat- uh, Hatchet Warrior is that this is ABK's first album on Psychopathic Records. Coincidentally, this song was released just a few months before ABK and Violent J's classic song, Mr. Sesame Seed, which we named one of the worst ICP songs ever. We did, indeed. And it was, indeed, and still is. We saw what Violent J and ABK can do in Mr. Sesame Seed. Let's see what they can do in Sticky Icky Situation. Eric, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, they're... They're pretty similar songs in in a lot of ways. Uh, I like the Almond Joy shout out at the beginning. Sometimes you feel like a nut. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of songs about smoking weed. I think it's kind of lazy and corny to me. Every once in a while, there's one that works really well or is good. Or sometimes there are groups that it's just kind of part of the creative and musical identity of what they do. And so you just accept it. But I also feel like we talked about this for Mr. Sesame Seed. This is like within a year of all of a sudden Vi- Violent J is all about smoking weed. So even yeah. now, it's funny for me to hear him talking a big game about his weed clout, which is silly. But with that said, not not particularly liking the subject matter, this is oddly a very important song for me because – if you want to talk about things that made me start to think maybe ICP and psychopathic were headed down a path that I didn't want to follow and that their vibe and music wasn't really for me anymore, it was stuff like this. And warning tangent incoming. I'll probably, right. I, I mean, I mean to talk about this more probably in like the last couple episodes of story time, but I actually went and looked. And in 2003, when this album came out, That was really around the point when I stopped actively buying and listening to psychopathic albums that were not ICP or Twisted. So like Shangri-La came out that previous year. And then in 2003, I bought most of their releases. I got the Zuck Island album. I got this album. I got Uh Wizard of the Hood, Psychopathics from Outer Space, 
Twisted's The Green Book. And although I like some of that stuff, there was just way more that I felt like this is not what I got into this music for. Things started to feel like they were just worshiping the gangster rap that I already didn't like five and ten years earlier, um, especially with the ongoing psychopathic riders and stuff like that. Those strong stances and messages that were in their early songs started to give way to stuff about gangs and smoking weed and fucking women and whatever. And, of course, making rock albums like Suck Island. And I think that that kind of did it for me. I was... I was already starting to, you know, be out of it at that point. In 2004, yeah. I think I bought Black Rain, which I loved, Twisted's Cryptic Collection 3, which is the last Twisted album I listened to until Unlikely Prescription last year, and Hell's Pit, which at the time we've talked about was kind of disappointing to me. And then in 2005, the only album I bought from Psychopathic was The Calm. And, well, I mean, I've talked a lot about how I feel there, but The Sixth had yeah. come and gone. ICP deciding to continue recent releasing albums was a big shock. So I bought it curious to see what they had to say that was so important and compelling that they had to drop a new album. And I don't care if you like that EP or not. It's not a fitting follow up to the whole first deck era that and plus the changing direction of their vibe and music and their crew and their fan base. That was like the final nail in the coffin. I stopped paying attention really until everything around two until maybe 2007 when i saw that they had a new album called the tempest at the store so i bought it to hear what they're doing listened once and then i stopped buying or listening to any icp or psychopathic stuff until we started this show get to the point but i think this song is important because i think this was one of the okay I don't know if I'm still on board with where they're headed. And I think this song and songs like this and the tone of this were really one of the things that started heading me out. Plus, they just they were signing too many artists, releasing too much stuff. It was tough to keep yeah. up with. Uh, but right. I also want to say that uh, Isham in this song says F-U-C-K, the po-lice, lice, po-lice. <sighs> I think it rhymed, but I still thought that was funny. Anyway, uh, what did you think of Sticky Icky Situation? I didn't even talk about the song. I just talked about what the song meant to me. But what did you think about the song? Right. Yeah, I think that I think that this song is definitely uh, way better than Mr. Sesame Seed. Um, Probably, yeah. That being said, it's still I don't. I mean, guys, I partake in the devil's lettuce, but I I don't particularly get super into songs about smoking weed with the homies. You know what I mean? Like that just doesn't hype me up. And maybe it's cause I'm not 19. <laughs> maybe. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that might be the case. I don't know. Other than that, I think the beat is solid. Uh, I think ABK, uh, you know, his flows are good, you know, subject matter aside, it's a pretty good song. I'm happy to get out of listening to Zug Island. So, you know, I, I, I'm happy to listen to it. Yeah, my, my views are very skewed because overall, it's a, the, the song sounds good. Everybody sounds good on it. I mean, Jay says yeah. some stuff I don't love, but overall, right. I mean, the song sounds fine. Perfect. Okay, okay great. Let's move on to uh, the 11th song on our list. Another one from Hatchet Warrior. This is Anybody Killer featuring ICP and Esham. This one's called... Yanedin's Haunted. What did you think? Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, so so I, the first thing I wrote down is about... Uh, <laughs> basically, it says, what up, you freaky gothic bitch? You ever fucked a juggalo killer before? And then you hear, look, I have a haunted Nedden. 
And which is insane enough as it is that somebody was just like, nah, I have a haunted Ned. And, you know, like that is just an insane line. And then immediately fired back. Shit, it's all good. I got the a haunted dick piece. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate that she wanted to issue that warning. Like, look, I'm down, but I just want you to know, like, just, just up front. And then his response is, it's all good. My dick's haunted, too. Thinking it's a joke. I don't know. I think that's funny. Yeah, no, I th- I think it's hilarious. I think that this concept for the song is so dumb but fun, and I think they do a, a good job at making it fun, right? I mean, the hook, Yanedin's haunted, you got parasites and poltergeists. First of all, parasites. Yeah. That's Ooh. not haunted. That's just, you know, health and hygiene, probably. Well, I think this song is about that. I think if you if you just switch the context and say it's not about being haunted, it's about having STDs and saying I'm trying to hook up with a girl. She's like, hey, look, no, I've got true, yeah. I've got something going on, and you're like, no, it's good. I'm good. I've got something too. Like, let's go. You know? <laughs> not oh, that that's oh, a you realistic. Got that. I got that too. Yeah. For let's fucking go. Yeah. Um, I want to bring something up. Okay. In verse number three. I was baffled by this. I had to rewind and listen to it three times. I was baffled by this. There's a line. Someone asks, you got a Jimmy. And in response, uh, do I got one? I'm rocking a Lumby Indian witch doctor condom. Eric. Yes. The Lumby Indians. Yeah. They're very small. They're not even nationally recognized as a tribe, but they are locally recognized and they have a very strong community in North Carolina. Yeah. And that is where I'm from. Really? That is that is my tribe. Yes, I have full-blooded Lumbee Indian relatives that still live in North Carolina. Are, are you related to ABK? I don't. I might be. I did not know. Is ABK Lumby? Well, I I don't know. I know like he. I, would, I mean, he lives into his Native American heritage. That is just such a random tribe to put. Like I don't. I I have a a membership card to like for the tribe, and like I wouldn't even get scholarships to go to college because I would all like. We're not nationally recognized. We're only recognized in North Carolina. If I wanted a scholarship for my na- Native American heritage, I would have to go to a school in North Carolina. Okay. Do you want to hear something interesting? Yes. ABK or James Lowry was raised on the east side of the, of Detroit. His parents are from Pembroke, North Carolina. That is exactly where my family is from. Yeah, it says and still live. Uh, Lowry's father was a preacher. His aunt and mother taught him about Native American heritage, telling him Cherokee and Lumbee legends, and teaching him about dream catchers. Okay, I gotta look at. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna research the fuck out of this. I think that's nuts. That's insane. Wow, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I I that that blew my fucking mind. I thought that was great. There's a, a bugs on my nug sample, which you noted in the outline. So yeah. I, I was able to listen to it and and look for it. And, uh, you know, it's it's not like you have to really listen to it. It's kind of out there. It's 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 right there in front of you. I like this song. I think it's a fun song. What you got? Yeah, I like this track, too. I think it's fun. 
It's a fun beat. It's a silly song. It's about trying to hook up with goth girls and who can't relate to that. Like, yeah. Hey, I like that. It's a story song. It's cool. I love the callback to bugs yeah. on my nugs. I, I don't think I have much to say outside of what you said, because yeah, I think this is the standout or there are two or three very standout tracks on this uh, album. Um, Ghetto Neighbor was on this one. I think this is, this one had gang related on it. There's a a remake, I think, of Fudang on here as well. But there there are some decent tracks. But this one, I think, is one of the, the standouts. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I I think I think that uh, so I've I've obviously never listened to this album, but I think that uh, this just sounds this this is a this is a great song. I yeah. probably will go back and listen to this album. By the way, I I mean there's there's definitely stuff worth listening to on it. I think yeah. We reviewed we've re- we've already reviewed a few things off this album. We definitely have. Also, let's move on to uh, the next track then. So this song is, again, ABK of Hatchet Warrior. It is a song called Now You Know, and it features Shaggy Too Dope. What are your thoughts? You know, I uh, as we've discussed, I know I owned this album, and I know I listened to this album, but I don't remember this song at all. And <laughs> I probably didn't like it then. I still don't like it very much now. I think it's not great. The verses sound okay. The hook sounds kind of whack to me. It says featuring Shaggy Too Dope, but near the end of the song, he provides total less than 20 seconds of vocals, like almost a verse, a few bars. I don't know. Uh, I think this is a pretty lackluster feature in a pretty lackluster song to me. But what did you think? This song's okay. It does. There's not really a lot of standout parts in it, like at all. I think overall, there's nothing inherently terrible about this song but there's nothing inherently good about it either kind of just exists and that's fine yeah i wish there was more shaggy too dope if it's gonna say featuring shaggy too dope but you're right we get a little little taste at the end and that's it there's some guitar parts uh towards the end of the song and uh i thought they were okay i don't think they were bad they're fine this is this is a fine song this is a song that falls into the category of it's fine Uh, All right, so that's technically the last song that was on our list. But since we're talking Anybody Killer, there was one song that I wanted you to listen to. Now, we already talked about Gang Related, which is on this album and is fucking awesome. But the last track on Hatchet Warrior is a cover of the song In the City, which is a Joe Walsh, who was in the Eagles song, that was featured at the end when the credits roll. Uh, of the movie The Warriors, which is awesome. And there are other references to this movie in ICP's discography, but also yes. Hatchet Warrior, The Warriors. Anyway, we're going to talk about it because I think we fucking should. So what did you think about In the City? Yeah, why not? Um, They lose me at the vocals, I think. In fact, one of my main notes I have is... If I had a dollar for every time a psychopathic artist tried to sing out of their register and nobody stopped them, I could start my own psychopathic records. <laughs> See, here's my thought. Is ABK a good singer? No. Is this recording kind of thin and shitty? Yeah. Is his lack of ability endearing on a track like this? I think it is. Oh, it's it's fun in the context. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's It's fun in the context. I like that he went all in on this. Like he gave it his all. He he didn't he play it for did. laughs. No, 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 yeah, he didn't try and play up the fact that 
this was outside of his abilities for comedic effect. He hit it with his whole chest. Yeah. He said, this is it. Particularly not a, a good song, but you're right. It's endearing. I think it's fine. Clearly, the Warriors as a movie is very important to psychopathic records. So sure. this is fun to hear, you know? Yeah. Well, there you go. You listened to it. I just wanted you to listen to it. That was all. Yeah, it was it was it was cool. <laughs> Great. Well, that's all the songs we've got for today. That's all the songs that we have for today. Eric, by the way, how's that Fago treating you? Pretty good. I I will say, I don't know if this is from something I ate or did earlier, but I feel it in my throat. I don't want to say a little bit of burning, but I feel a little rough. Like I would not drink a bottle of this before I was about to go like record a song or something. You know, I could still see that. Yeah, it's good. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I don't have that same feeling, but I think it's because, uh, as we've mentioned, I, I smoke. And I probably have already burnt off all of that, f- those feeling sensors in the back of my throat oh, anyways. Good. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think I'm just, I've got calluses there. Mm. I, uh, I probably used to up until a couple of years ago when I started, when I stopped performing regularly. True. Yeah. Good point. You will. Okay. We'll get to the, uh, we'll I'm, get to I'm the, the Fago in a second. Yeah. yeah you're still, still sipping. We'll get to the Fago in a second. Uh, until then, why don't we talk about our personal favorite tracks and just kind of a discussion of this selection. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I were to critically look at this and think, what is my favorite track? I gotta be honest. I think I had the most fun with dirty and stinking. The first song. I really liked simple and blunt. I really liked the chaos theory and ninjas in action. Hard times was okay. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of this was taken up by three shitty Zug Island songs that yeah. I don't even want to talk about anymore. Right. You know, the ABK stuff was pretty good, but I think the standout to me and the one that was most fun, the one that I could see like right after this recording going and putting on again would be dirty and stinking. That's fair to me. This is, easy it's ninjas in action the only one i'd even consider other than that putting on our list would be dirty and stinking i'm you know what those are like the i completely agree those are the two best songs let's see if they're on spotify add them to our list if they are outside of that i will say that this was not the most dynamic selection of songs overall I, 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 I'm having major flashbacks to me starting to my, my interest starting to wane in what they were doing around this time. Oh yeah. But the 2002 stuff was good. When we got to 2003, I was kind of like, uh oh, right. (laughs) All right. They are both on Spotify. So they are both now on our ICP with we official playlist. Uh, the playlist is not growing as quick as it used to, obviously, but it is still growing. Dope. It is at nine hours and 25 minutes at 131 songs. That's awesome. That's exciting. Do you think we'll hit 10 hours by the time we're done with the season? I, I could see that if, if there's some more posse cuts. Yeah, I think so. That is a long playlist. It is. That is, that is up there, it but is. it is a good and curated one, baby. Are you ready to talk about Fago scores? Oh, the Fago that we've been drinking? I'm I'm very ready. I'm very are we gonna score it the way that we did last time where we pick an album to correspond? I could do that. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. If you want to. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this week, guys, we are scoring Fago Pineapple Orange. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, my thoughts on this are, this is a fantastic beverage. I, a ice cold, I could drink one of these, even if it's been sitting you know, out for half an hour and it's a little warmer, I could drink one of these. The flavor warms up as the temperature warms up. Yeah. In the beverage. Kind of what what Eric was saying earlier. It's delicious. I want another one right now. And I'm debating seeing where the closest store that sells Fago is to me. And I it's no less than a half hour away. But this was really good. If I were to score this an ICP album, I'm gonna go. So this probably because you know, obviously. Pineapple orange, I don't consider to be a a large classic, right? It's not the grape. It's not the orange. It's not the red pop. It's not, you know, the right. classic flavors. Right, right. So it's not a Joker's card. Okay. Because I feel like those are the Joker's cards, right? With grape obviously being Carnival of Carnage. Mm. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't agree? <laughs> uh, no, I I mean I don't disagree, but I would make I, I would say grape is probably Riddlebox because of the whole purple but also uh, oh that's a good point also because i feel like grape is so s tier that it it probably aligns but anyway carry on pineapple orange is the terror wheel Ooh, i love that that's right? really that's it just a, feels like the terror wheel yeah that's a good one i agree that's a that's a very good one i fucking love the terror wheel same I fucking love pineapple orange. I know you do, baby. Yeah. Oh, I did too. I I think, boy, putting putting those two flavors together, you've got the two sides. We we had the pineapple, which both of us were kind of like, yikes, this is tough to drink, and the orange, yeah. which we both absolutely loved, and they came together into something that I think was special. It works really well when it's cold. It's refreshing and light and citrusy. As it starts to warm up, you get those sweet kind of candy-ish flavors to it. I like the the packaging. I feel like this should be regarded high near the top of, of Fago flavors. People that like Fago, this should be one of those like oh, classics. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to award this an album that is two sides the dark side and the light side together, just like the pineapple and the orange that to me were dark side and light side together. And the positive far outweighs the negative. Also, I think this is a relatively slept on album, just like this is a relatively slept on flavor. I'm going to award this the marvelous missing link. Wow. It's got, so we, you know, I think we both really liked, especially lost found, we didn't like as much, but we liked stuff on it. I think this is lost and found together, but I think the lost outweighs the found and makes it even better.
incredible. I can see that. That's a good analogy. I like that one. Thanks. I'm really enjoying scoring these based off of albums. I think that this has really opened up our uh, creative palettes. Yes, I think so. Um, fuck yeah. Yeah, no, this is fucking sick. I would drink another one of these immediately right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, badass. Straight up. That's badass. Um, That's a good drink. Very badass indeed. Well, that's pretty much the episode. It is. Man, was this a good one. A good one. Did we give you the goods? Let us know. <laughs> Send us an um, email. Let us know we get if we gave you the goods or not. So next episode, Eric, we will be reviewing House of Crazy's 1994 album Homebound. And then the following episode after that is chapter three of story time. And it's going to be T.I.M. three uh, as the title. Yes. Uh, story yes. time. Right. Exactly. But the, the E is at the three. Uh, Chapter THR33. Yeah. There we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, are you guys enjoying the story time episodes? Are you enjoying the House of Crazies Twisted With Us episodes? Are you enjoying the ICP Songs We Missed episodes? Let us know. We're Let curious. Us know. We're curious. We're curious. I'm excited. Those those sound like they're going to be two great episodes coming up. I think so. Um, until then, Eric, people want to let us know how they're enjoying our stuff. People mm. want to give us their album suggestion for what they think a Fago uh, pineapple orange is. Yes. I'd how like can they to get in that. contact with us? It, easily. You can very easily get in contact with us. If you use Instagram or Twitter, you can contact us at ICPWWE. If you're more of an email type ninja and you want to send us an email, well, our email address is ICPWWE at gmail.com. You can also join our Discord. There's a link down in the description. That's the easiest way to contact us directly, but also to talk to our awesome community. You definitely want to be there. You want to chat with all those people, but those are the best ways to contact us. Aaron, how can people support us? You can support us in two amazing ways. One of which is our merch store, storefrontier.com slash ICPWWE, where we have some amazing designs and new ones go up every month. So check those out. The second way you can support us is through Patreon. We have three amazing tiers with some great perks, uh, including a Patreon channel in the Discord that is only available for y'all to tell us your thoughts about the episode in an exclusive channel to, to our patrons and to our contest winners. The first six paintings are nearly complete. So they'll be going out soon along with the rest of your contest prizing. I would also like to take the time to thank our, our over the shoulder boulder holders, <laughs> our tier three patrons, Robin V Ron. Thank you guys so much for the support. I feel like I can, sprint up the stairmaster on the gym and not have to worry about anything falling out there you go that's exactly why i need you guys so uh, i appreciate it robin viron guys thanks for hanging with us everybody out there i had a great time eric i hope you had a great time i did i hope you had a great time you just said you did we both had a great time i had a great time 
We both had a great time. Eric had a great time. I had a great time. We both had a great time. Eric had a great time. I had a great time. We both had a great time. Eric had a great time. I had a great time. Well, I'm Aaron for Eric. Whoop, whoop. We'll see you next week. <laughs> whoop, whoop. I'm going to take a quick bathroom break, but I'll be right back. I'm just going to go pee real quick. Sounds good. Okay. Eric going to pee. Eric going to wee wee from his penis out of his ball. Because that's where the pee was made and stored. Out of his ball. That's where the piss was made and stored. Now he has to pee. That's what he's doing. Peeing through. Out of his balls. That's where his piss was made and stored. Now he is peeing through his penis. Out of and into the toilet. Out of his balls That's where his piss was made and stored And he is peeing through his wiener too <laughs> Cause it's connected to the balls Out of his balls That's where the piss was made and stored And he is peeing through his wiener too Uh, I, I left a little song in there for you for editing. Okay, good. Great. I was hoping I didn't even think about it, but yes, I'm glad you did. <laughs>